Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. In this week's podcast episode, I talk to Adrian Salisbury. Adrian is the founder of the Pro Video Academy, and he teaches people how to make their video look amazing. It is testament to how good he is at doing this, as when he popped on the screen just as we were about to record this interview, I could not believe the quality of his video setup and how he looked and stood out on camera. It was absolutely incredible. So this is going to be a really good and practical episode for those of you who are thinking about recording video or who are recording video at the moment. Before we dive in, just a reminder, do connect with me over on Instagram. If you are over there, that's where I can mostly be found these days at Natalie underscore hot content. And now let's meet Adrian. So hi, Adrian. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me, Natalie. That's great to have you here. What are you going to talk to us about today, Adrian? What's your one hot thing? Well, video is very much my hot thing. I think today we're going to particularly have a look at creating a right set. Is that it? Absolutely. I am really excited to find out what you can do. <laughs> when we, we have the video on this call, so even though it's just the audio that goes out, and when Adrian popped on the screen, I said, wow, that doesn't even look real. You are, it looks like you're in full <laughs> HD. The visual is, is absolutely amazing. So yeah, if we can dig into getting yeah. the set up, how they should you know, be positioned and all the rest of it, that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, totally. And uh, I mean, this is the first thing. So I run a pro video academy and uh, really very much set this up to help people because in exactly what just happened when I came on here uh, and, and you kind of say, wow, how do you do that? I had actually started out with a photography course, but so many people were saying this to me when I was showing up on lives and in groups and things that I thought, hang on a minute here, I need to pivot with this, I think. So I kind of shelved my photography course and started teaching video a few years ago. So that's my passion. And I love to you know, help people overcome this because it isn't as hard as, as people think to, to create a look like this, even though we're on a podcast and people can't see it. <laughs> That's the irony. <laughs> but the, the first thing I always do, and I, sometimes I'm fighting people off really and they're itching to go out and buy a new camera or what are the best lights I should get? And, and I'm really think it's important to get a set you know get that background going because actually it can be really off putting when you watch a video through and someone's at a bad angle and it's you're kind of looking up their nostrils and you can see the ceiling or you can see this really cluttered bookcase behind them and and actually subconsciously or consciously we're more distracted by looking around at what's going on in this video mm. that we're not actually listening to this person speaking and, and actually a lot of the times in like a Facebook ad or a, a video that first comes up you're not even hearing anything for the first few seconds until you actually tick on that so people are making a judgment on yes what the quality is like what you look like and what's going on behind you uh, so it really does play a big part in that first impression and building this, you know, golden no like and trust that we're all trying to win. Mm, absolutely. So where should people kind of, where should they get started? What's kind of the basic building block yep. you set right? So I think what I would encourage is, you know, have a look at a video that you've just done. Maybe if you're one of your 
listeners is actually thinking, let me just go back because I just put a video up the other day. Let me see, you know, without having thought about it particularly, go back to the last video you made and just have a look at it and go, yeah, is this distracting? Uh, what would I think if I were watching this as a viewer? Uh, a lot of the times, just to simplify, the whole point of us, if we're doing talking head videos like this, I want people to focus in on me. Mm. Uh, I don't want them distracted on what's going around me. I don't want them particularly looking and trying to work out. I mean, I've got a few props behind me here. That's my photography. It's a few things there that just, you know, build that picture of my background as a photographer. But I don't want it to be, and I do it myself. I'm looking at people's books going, I reckon that's that book and I've got that, you know. I'm not even listening to them. So I would strip that out as much as possible. And even if that's sitting in front of a plain wall, it can be better than having a lot of fuss, you know, a lot of things there behind you that are drawing my eye and I'm trying to either work out what's on that shelf or what's going on. The other thing that you're seeing with me is that's blurred out that background, which is why you were saying I kind of stand out and look almost 3D on here. Um, Part of that is creating some space between me and the background. So quite often when people are setting up in a room, they back themselves up to a wall and they sit in front of it and they wonder why they're getting shadows going on with this wall that's six inches behind them. Well, if you can push yourself away, so actually you're sitting kind of in the middle of the room, and you've got some distance between you and the background, it will, with any camera, it will create some sense of depth of field and it will create this space that's going on behind you and, and, and make it look more professional straight away. Yeah, I think it, as, you know, I don't know, we haven't already said, eye level is another key one. Right. It really yeah. does. We're trying to create, a, and I heard this on a podcast recently, actually, on the way out to social media marketing world. And uh, someone very cleverly was saying what I've been trying to say for years, but I didn't quite know the why, (laughs) was was getting this kind of close crop going like this, where your head and shoulders creates this space where we feel like we're, uh, what did he call it? Cocktail party proximity. It's this personal space that we're in, this intimate space. And, And by getting our videos like this, rather than me being sat way back over there, it feels straight away more engaging. People are locked onto me. So actually, you know, getting this, uh, getting the camera close to you, getting it at eye level, it feels way more natural and more like we're, we're really there in front of each other having a conversation. Getting that set up, getting it further into the room so you're creating this space, keeping that clean and tidy behind you. A couple of subtle props is all it needs. Decent lighting, all of these things really just help to, without even realizing it, people are less distracted by what's going on around you than they're, they're looking in on you. So uh, is there ever, so we've talked about kind of being, you know, eye level and, and I totally yeah. get what you're saying about focusing in on, you know, head and shoulders, but is there ever an argument for somebody being set back? Say if they wanted to just give it a different look, say if they wanted to be yeah. on a, chair with some things in the background and they wanted to is there ever can that work if done in the right way it can and typically if done quite often if you see that done you'll see two shots going and and so there's that nice kind of setting the scene shot where you're sitting back there in a sofa or whatever it be but quite often in editing, it would either be cropped in. So some, some, if, if that were the look you were going for, you could record it in 4K, a much higher size than you need, and that would allow you then to crop in on this close-up as well. And it happens, I mean, it happens in movies all the time, doesn't it? When we're really getting intimate and we're getting 
a, a real key point in a movie, it gets close in like this. It isn't that distance mm. shot that's going on. So it can work really well at establishing a scene and creating a tone, but it doesn't have the same connection as it does when I'm really trying to you know, speak to you about something. Mm. I, it definitely wins coming in like this. And I didn't understand this whole intimate space thing going on on this podcast. They were saying that actually subconsciously we feel like we're in the same room as this person, even though we're, you know, the other side of the world. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely seen that happen, that people go, your videos are so good. They're so engaging. And I, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, but I'm going... I really think a key part of it is this, this kind of, you know, you're, we're kind of, you're locked onto my eyes. It's very intimate. We're, you know, we're not looking around. I've, I've kind of said it's thinking of scenarios where you would be, you know, if, if I'm standing back over there at a whiteboard, it's almost more like that being in a small meeting or a seminar and actually I'm not as locked in and I could be just grabbing my phone and be a bit distracted. But if I'm sitting face to face across a table with somebody, I would never be picking up my phone partway through what they're talking to me. And, you know, so it true, yeah. subconsciously, this all comes through on the video as if we were actually there in front of the person. Yeah. So you just mentioned then about when we were talking about filming and being able to zoom in, filming it in 2K. So for people who are just kind of starting out and they haven't invested in the, you know, the you yeah. know, all equipment, they haven't decided on what, you know, amazing camera that they're going to decide and they might just be using the iPhone to start with. Yeah. Is that something that they can do? Can you film in that high res using a phone or? You can. Yeah. Technically you can. Uh, when you start cropping in on it, you will notice a drop in the quality. <laughs> One of my big things really is all about the equipment and getting it set up. And so for me, the, the, the I mean, you're looking now, you've been impressed with this, the, the equipment that I use and recommend to my uh, members that come and join me is about $1,200 for camera, microphones, lights, tripods, you know, everything. The whole bundle is about $1,200. And, mm. Honestly, I feel that it's, it's worth that investment to really get this going. And it will not only do your audience start liking it when, when the quality shows up. Yeah. Um, you, know, you, you, can, you can get away with You can use a webcam and you can do your videos like that. People aren't necessarily judging you or, uh, you know, but suddenly it's, it's, it's not, that's become the average, if you like. But suddenly you show up looking professional and people go, oh, this is someone worth taking notice of. They, they must be in a studio. They've invested. They're obviously successful. All of this kind of stuff is going around. And the, the spin-off for you is, and I see it time and again with my customers, is they suddenly plug this in and go, oh, wow, I look good. You know, and it's, yeah, yeah. they've had this boost in confidence and actually they want to make videos. Uh, you know, it's, it's a bit like, I mean, I looked at your footer, for example, Natalie. You know, you got a lovely photo on there on the footer. I'm sure you get a lot of comments about it. It makes you feel good when you've had a good photo taken, yeah? You know, yeah. and you see so yeah. many people get a photo shoot done to, and they love to share it around. And then you do a kind of selfie on your video, on your, on your phone, or someone else takes one, and you might be a bit more, <laughs> more like myself in that one. Yeah. And, and I think that's what happens with video is when I say to people and they go oh I don't look good on video and I look at the video and say well you haven't given yourself a chance you know you <laughs> it's like getting a professional photo shoot done 
in your videos. It's, it's true, isn't it? It is. And I, I've said this with the, I know there are others, you know, who do whole courses around confidence. My big tip on anybody on how to be more confident on camera is upgrade your camera equipment so you look better and you'll instantly feel better. Yeah. And actually that confidence level just goes through the roof straight away. Absolutely. So, oh, the big one is, is lighting. So <laughs> yeah. where do people start? Because this is, it, it can be a bit of a minefield, I think, for people. And it's a bit of a, a barrier for a lot of people. I mean, obviously, there's, there's the basics about kind of making sure that you're in positioned, you know, yeah. in relation to a window and all the rest of it. What would be your advice on lighting? Yeah. Actually, uh, and it's funny because it, it, lighting always seems to be the one that people think is the big deal. Mm. Uh, again, the camera makes a huge difference to the lighting options. So if, I mean, I know your viewers aren't going to see this, but if I turn, I've got no lights on now. This is just me in my room as I sit and work normally. And because my camera is able to let a lot more light in and do a good job of it, it actually doesn't look bad, does it, without any lighting on? No, no. Um, so my lighting is a lot more subtle and just is kind of filling in. So if you're on a, a webcam or a phone, uh, then yes, lighting does become more key. So let's talk into that. Natural light is great if you can position yourself around a window and use natural light, but be careful, especially for us in the UK, a day like this, the sun's out now, I might go, oh, let's open the blinds up. It looks really good. And I did this on a call the other day, actually. And then all of a sudden, this big, big black cloud must have gone over and it all just went dark in the room. And because I've got my camera locked down uh, manually, it doesn't adjust to this different light or can happen the other way and totally blow it out if suddenly the sun comes out. So you've, you've got to be careful with natural daylight coming through the window like that, that it isn't a cloudy day. Yeah. Um, certainly when, I mean, I know you're talking about editing with the podcast and things. If this were a video and you were editing it and you start putting bits together and all of a sudden the end of one clip was really bright and the next one it's gone dark. It's, it, I've had customers say, it's really hard to edit. So I tend to pull my blinds down and put these lights up and just put the lights on that are in the room. But I'm only using like LED panel lights here. I do think, uh, you know, a classic is putting a ring light around the phone yeah. and just using that. Ring lights, used right ring lights are great. I have a bit of a fun love-hate thing going on with ring lights and I've made a few videos saying why you should never use a ring light type thing. <laughs> There's a lot of entrepreneurs that just stick a ring light on with the phone in the middle of it. And it, to me, it's a bit like that. When you take a photo and the flash pops up on your camera and boom, it's like that passport photo that's just got this bright light on you and nothing else in the room. And you can get this effect that people go, oh, I've got this ring light, but it's not lighting up behind me. And that's not how they're designed. So it, even lighting off to the sides, uh, high up if you wear glasses, so it's getting out of your view. But it doesn't need to be a big three-point lighting kit particularly. Uh, a couple of LED light panels yeah. work really well. Because actually, I suppose, like you said, the ring light then, is that designed just to really focus on, the, you know, on your yeah. shoulders, basically? Yeah, if professionally I were using a ring light, I would, so at, I mean, you can see, uh, again, viewers can't, but you can see shadows around my glasses uh, or, or around my nose and that just because you've got two lights coming in and they're both causing shadows either side. The purpose of that ring light is to sit there in the middle and be soft and just to fill in those gaps really so it creates a, a much softer uh, mm. light on my face. Mm. 
They're no good if you wear glasses because you've got these rings then right in the front there. And those poor glasses wearers, that's the, one of the biggest challenges with lighting is getting it out of the reflection. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. off to the sides, push them up high is, is the best thing you can do really. Yeah, absolutely. So with LED panel lights, they are positioned like to the side of you, um, yep. helping light yeah. the whole area. Yes. And what I'm trying to do is, so you could totally darken off your room and you could have this, when people talk about like a three-point lighting kit, they've got the two lights in front, one behind, and actually it's, there's no other lighting going on in the room. And in fact, other lighting in the room can really cause color casts and it can make skin look different colors and things. So people tend to turn the normal lighting off. What the, what the way I recommend it is to use the natural lighting that's going on in the room, mm-hmm. not necessarily daylight, but you know, if you've got a lamp at the side of you or an overhead light in your living room, wherever you are that you're filming, use that lighting and then we bring in these couple of panel lights, which uh, on that equipment list, I think they're about 180 pounds for two of them on the stands in a bag. So it's not silly money. Mm-hmm. They're very small portable lights. And yes, you just put them in front of you off to not quite 45 degrees, but you know, you're just bringing them even evenly side by side there. And then with the lights that I use without wanting to get sort of technical, we can, we can adjust the color on them. So I don't know if you can remember, you know, that sort of, uh, I always liken it to the old sports halls. Certainly when I was at school, the sports <laughs> halls used to have these horrible kind of orange glowing yeah, lights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or you go in an office place and it can be a really white, almost a bluey white color that's in fluorescent lights. Yeah. And so light bulbs give out a different color temperature. And, and with lights that you can adjust that temperature, it allows you to mix in with what's going on in the room and make the most of what's already there. Just that ambient light that's already going on in the room yeah absolutely so you have lots of resources don't you and you've talked about the equipment list would yep. you just want to let people know where they can find out more about you and you know watch more of your stuff find out more yep. about equipment and this kind of thing yeah absolutely so adriansalsbury.com is my website you can see over there right at the top of the page three academies that i run which is my pro video academy my ecam live academy which is all about live streaming if you're on a mac uh, and then a youtube academy as well so you can see all of those three that are two of them runners boot camps so they're open my youtube one's open at the minute ecam one will be coming up next they work really well as short live in-person sessions like that pro video academy is there all the time to come and join uh, so head over there, absolutely. And at the bottom of that page are links to all my social and a YouTube account as well. There's a whole load of information over there on my YouTube account, a load of free resources for you. Yeah, come and check it out over there. Thank you. And I can't let you go before asking my surprise question. And Adrian, <laughs> what are you having for dinner tonight? I haven't got a clue. No, <laughs> it's always the men that say that. I I'm swear. sorry, that sounds awful, doesn't it? Yeah, really yeah I, I don't <laughs> <laughs> okay let's rephrase the question if you could have anything for dinner tonight what would you have <laughs> right now i would love to go out to a restaurant oh <laughs> <laughs> it's killing us rachel and i sat here the other day and went we haven't been to a restaurant for so long we used to go every friday night is a date night you know we've always yeah. kind of put this in the diary and kept it and we're going we're really missing going out 
So I don't care what I'd eat right now. I think going out to a, a restaurant would definitely be top of my list. <laughs> yeah, and well, hopefully not too much longer. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of that wisdom. Thanks, Adrian. No, no problem at all. Thank you. I hope it's been useful. It's pretty hard. I just can't just, it's quite hard to talk about a visual thing to an audio audience but if they come and check out any of those videos and they'll see what you're talking about and hopefully be impressed with the look Uh, but that's my whole thing is just trying to simplify this and just anyone can do this uh, and it really does make a difference to wow your audience when you first show up um, absolutely just set you up as that professional that they want help from definitely yeah thank you natalie thanks adrian this podcast is part of the you are the media network For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.